Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host for Nick's Nerd. Oh, hey there, friends. It's been a while, huh? About two weeks, about. First and foremost, I do want to apologize for not having an episode last week. We did have uh, some technical issues arise between myself and our guest host. I, of course, was out of town and and could not record from where I was. I did not have uh, full capabilities. Uh, So we're going to do a little something special this week, and and we're going to have a extra special, super duper kind of uh, two-part episode here where we're just going to spend as much time possible talking about a whole host of different things. So instead of wasting time, why don't we just get right into the thickness the thickness, the thick of it, if you will. And of course, we have two weeks worth of stuff to talk about. So let's get in. And without further delay, we'll just start talking about what's going on. So top story, really, is in regards to Steam and Epic and their whole little fight regarding Uh, Regarding, like, what percentage goes to the developer and and things like this. And it turns out that uh, Steam is not out of the ordinary by charging 30% for the percentage they get to host the game on their site. It's only Epic who seems to be uh, trying to paint Steam as the villain here. So Steam, 30%. 25% after 10 million earned, 20% after 50 million earned. So the more money you make, the less you have to pay Steam. Uh, this is all according to IGN. Uh, Humble Store takes 25%. GOG gets 30%. Microsoft Store gets 30%. PlayStation Store gets 30% on X on PlayStation 4. Xbox Game Store gets 30%. Nintendo eShop gets 30%. And those are all including the licensing fee. Uh, Apple Store and Google Play Store for mobile get 30%. And then, oh, look at this. GameStop, Amazon, Best Buy, and Walmart all get 30%. So, when Epic tries to paint Steam as the villain here and stealing from the developers, it's really not that big of a deal. It's just saying that... What what's happening is Steam isn't out of the ordinary. Steam is just like everybody else. Epic just wants to paint them as the villain so that they can get more people on their side for for Epic Games and, and all their other nonsense that they try to push. And unfortunately it's it's creating this crazy narrative in, in the PC gaming space right now, and it's it's almost like it, it the PC master race is almost losing a foothold. You know, there's a funny meme going around that's been out for a year or so now, and it's uh, from The Simpsons, and it's like, uh, in the past, it shows, like, PC people huddled around, 
like someone fighting a monkey and uh it would show like PlayStation and Xbox as the the mon- I think it's two monkeys fighting to be honest whereas uh now it's like Xbox PC or Xbox Wii and PlayStation are all huddled, huddled around the the monkeys fighting but this time with Steam and Epic on on the faces so it it's really this interesting dynamic that that's come around and what what we need to understand is just look into things really before you start villainizing certain companies and things like this cuz what's happening is steam is doing what's industry standard and epic is just trying to get your money to them instead so when you make make your next pc gaming purchase just be aware of of the situation Sony, in a very bizarre tweet, if you ask me, officially announced the PS5. Uh, it is official. It is releasing on in holiday 2020, I should say. Uh, it is confirmed to be an 8-core, 16-thread by x86-64 AMD Ryzen Zen 2 uh, processing chip. Uh, that's all techno babble to me. Maybe some of you know what that means. Uh, the controller will have USB-C charging and it will be ditching traditional rumble to have haptic feedback, which is something that was in, uh, uh, on the Xbox One controller. However, very, very, very few games actually used its feature. Uh, one of the few games that did was actually the Forza games. Uh, unfortunately, though, like I said, it was not widely used. Uh, it would have been a welcome feature in a lot of games. And it uh, looks like the next generation is, is probably going to push that forward. Uh, it will also uh, have adaptive triggers for certain games. Uh, so you could pull or... I don't, I don't know how to... Uh, I don't know how you would describe it. The way they describe it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but uh, like it, it, it affects how you pull the trigger on, on certain weapons in certain games. And we'll see if that actually gets implemented. Uh, and then the next thing that stood out to me is uh, a Sony system will finally have a 4K Blu-ray player. Since for some reason... It was not in the PS4, the PS4 Slim, or the PS4 Pro, despite the fact that Sony makes Blu-rays. No word on pricing, no word on official date, no word on what games will launch. And I'm sure we'll learn that and more in the coming months as we get closer and closer to 2020 and beyond. So, uh, this is interesting news. Uh, I'm sure most of you might be aware that Atari announced that they were going to be making a new console. Well, it turns out their lead console engineer has quit because he hasn't been paid in over six months. Uh, He works for a design consultancy that was hired to work on it. And I guess Atari's not paying them. You're not going to get a console if that happens, folks. You got to pay people to do their work. (laughs) That's hilarious. Uh, Not for him, but it's just, just in general. Ridiculous. Uh, Unfortunately, the next Doom game has been delayed to March of next year. Uh, It was previously expected to release in November, late November of this year. Uh, It has been pushed back 
uh, Bethesda and id Software said in a statement, essentially they want to make sure that the game is perfected before they release it to the general public. And honestly, I'm per- perfectly fine with that. As long as they have a focus and it's not being delayed for dumb reasons, they want to make sure that it's, it's perfected and everything works properly, then I'm, I'm totally fine with that. I'm, I'm really fine with that. I'm not mad. I'm not upset. Let them make sure the game is perfect. So we have more turmoil coming out of the whole issue with with uh, Blizzard and Hong Kong protests. Uh, the the pro uh, whose name is Blitzchung um, was banned. Uh, then he said they were banned. He was banned for a year for support of Hong Kong's liberation movement. Uh, he did it during an official stream. Um, obviously, a lot of people were upset with that. Uh, Blizzard then announced that apparently he was in violation of the Grandmaster's official competition rules. Uh, he's being removed from the Grandmaster's. He will not get prize money. Um, but then I heard that he would get some money and then uh, would be. Uh, his ban wouldn't be as long. But I, I guess that's not helping. But it, I guess the rules are engagement in any act that in Blizzard's sole discretion brings you into public disrespute, offers, offends a portion or group of the public, or otherwise damages Blizzard image will result in removal from the Grandmasters and reduction of the player's prize total to zero US dollars. In addition to other remedies which may be provided for under the handbook in Blizzard's website terms. Now, where in that statement does he come in disrepute, offends a portion or group of the public, or otherwise damages Blizzard image? If anything, okay, maybe he's offending mainland China, but they're causing havoc in Hong Kong. They're treating those people like like dogs, essentially. It, it, this is gonna, this is causing so many things to happen around the world. It's already infecting the NBA season in a good way. I don't want that to sound, um, I don't want that to sound bad. Um, then it did say, Blizzard did come out later saying they are gonna give his prize money. They will lower his ban from one year to six months. Uh, they did not apologize or anything like that. It's still a little ridiculous that this even happened and yeah they uh they somewhat apologized by saying our process wasn't adequate and we we reacted too quickly i mean that's a half-ass answer if you ask me but i mean what are you gonna do all these companies are just doing this and then epic always ready to get into a fight with all these different publishers said that they will not ban players for political for political speech. Uh, they said uh, to The Verge, Epic supports everyone's right to express their views on politics and human rights. We wouldn't ban or punish a Fortnite player or content creator for speaking on these topics. Eh, that's, a, that's a good stand. And uh, I guess Tim Sweeney said this. Uh, he's the controlling shareholder of epic said it would never happen and uh, what I, it's a good thing that 
we're having this dialogue, I guess you could say. Um, but Blizzard, ever to be in controversy still, went on to ban a pro team for discussing pro Hong Kong stuff. Uh, it was a college Hearthstone team for six months for protesting as well. And uh, it was from American University. It took them a week before they announced anything, which is a little odd. Um, yeah, it's really, 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 really sad that this is happening. Blizzard cares more about their money in China than they do about apparently how people are treated in Hong Kong. And the fact that a majority of their community support the protests in Hong Kong, which have been going on. Uh, for several months at this point. And this is starting to turn into a much bigger issue than most people expected. Uh, and and it's just showing that despite the fact that we live in a country with free speech, free speech isn't always protected on private platforms. I just want to clear that up before it devolves into something else. But, but, we still have the right to stand up for people and in certain situations, when they don't have a voice, we are allowed to give voice. So, in this particular instance, it seems that Blizzard, NBA, things like this, are putting money before um, certain things. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying, like, I know there's other political things going on with fr what, what people would consider free speech, and when it's probably closer to hate speech on other platforms, things like this, but standing up for what's right is a completely different matter, in my personal opinion. And uh, those of you who follow me know I did post a pro-Hong Kong meme on our page's Instagram a few weeks back, so you know where I stand on the issue. Moving on... Uh, uh, Ubisoft has announced that they will be developing animated series based off some of their popular IPs, this time aimed at younger audiences, though. Um, some of those IPs include Watch Dogs, Far Cry Blood Dragon, and Rabbids and Rayman. Which, uh, Rabbids makes sense. Watch Dogs, not so much. No word on when that will happen, though. Uh, IO Interactive, the hit makers of Hitman have announced a new partnership with WB Games. Um, we don't know if it's a new IP, if it's a new story, or if it's something that WB Games owns that uh, they are letting IO Interactive play around in, essentially. We'll, uh, I'm sure we'll know more in the future, but it's, it's brand new, nothing concrete as of yet. Those of you who are into fighting games and follow the EVO tournament, uh, it was recently announced that Super Smash Bros. Ultimate will be the main title at EVO Japan in January next year. Uh, it's a big win for Super Smash. Uh, I finally got to play it last week uh, for the first time in a friend's house. Had a lot of fun with it. Uh, it's a lot harder than some of the older ones, I'll say that. Uh, we were playing on GameCube controllers, which was uh, really fun as well. Uh, but that's going to be the main title at EVO, so expect to see a lot of great Smash players in uh, in the coming months. Also announced by uh, Infinity Ward, Call of Duty comes out on Friday uh, this week. Uh, they announced that there will be no loot boxes in Call of Duty Modern Warfare. 
Uh, however, it will be replaced with a battle pass. If that's better, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, at least it's not as predatory as loot boxes can be, and it's not as much of a gamble as loot boxes can be. So I, I, it's a step in the right direction, I'll, I'll say that. That is definitely a step in the right direction. Um, but how that affects the game remains to be seen, and we'll know more in the coming days. Uh, NVIDIA announced that they want to remake a select few numbers of classic games uh, with ray tracing abilities. Uh, that project has been started. Uh, no word on official release date or what the actual final list of games is just yet. Uh, those of you who play Fortnite on a regular basis probably saw what happened last week in the fact that the entire map was blown up, essentially, and left with a black hole. Uh, only for Fortnite Chapter 2 to launch. Uh, essentially, a new map, new features like boats and, and fishing and things like this. Uh, it's still Fortnite, so fuck it. Uh, still hate it, but that's okay. I'm allowed to have my own opinions. But, but uh, yeah, it's, it's a completely new game, essentially, as uh, something you could say. But not entirely not entirely sure how it's going over with the community it's only been a week so we'll we'll know more as time goes on and uh sticking on that Fortnite train uh, lady gaga made waves by saying uh what is Fortnite?" um some are speculating it it means uh she's dropping a new album in two weeks other people think it's an actual reference to the game Fortnite, and uh, of course, Ninja threw his hat into the ring and responded, let's play. And she's like, who are you? And eh, it's a whole other mess of garbage and stupid, really. It's just uh, somehow I don't understand how she doesn't know what Fortnite is. Someone responded like, ask Drake. It's a little fun, but celebrities not being hip with the times uh, is, is always funny to, to watch. Um... Uh, Google had an event last week, uh, actually the same day in New York that I was in New York. Uh, they announced uh, the Stadia uh, Founders Edition will launch on November 19th. Um, and what's really interesting is, at first, the controller will not be uh, completely wireless. You'll have to actually play wired for a couple weeks uh, as they get everything sorted out. Um, and, of course, we'll have more... Uh, we'll have more on that uh, later in the episode, uh, probably in part two, when we discuss everything that came out of that, that Google event. But another big thing happened this week. Uh, anyone who's fans of the game uh, League of Legends uh, from Riot Games, uh, for the 10th anniversary of, of, of League of Legends, they had a, a lot of big announcements actually happen. Uh, a new a new champion is actually coming to League of Legends if you play. Uh, that he will be coming later in the year. Um, they're also working Riot Games, I should say, is working on a new hero shooter based off League of Legends, uh, currently titled Project A with no current release date. They're working on a League of Legends fighting game called Project L. Uh, also, some sort of social game, whatever that might mean, as Project F. Yeah, 
no no real solid details here, right? <laughs> and this was an official event from them. Uh, they also announced a new free-to-play game. Uh, it will be a card game. It's mobile called Legends of Runeterra, or Runeterra, one of those two things. Uh, and then they also announced a new version of League of Legends, which will be coming to mobile and console. It will be called Wild Rift. So if you've never played on PC and, and you maybe wanted to try a crack on console instead, or mobile, uh, the game has been optimized for both, now will be your chance. And uh, no official release date on that, though, just yet. Uh, they also announced an animated series based off League of Legends called Arcane. Uh, no word on where that will be located to watch, uh, premiere date, or any looks at it just yet. I guess it's still in its earliest pre-production stages, if you will. Um, and then finally, in the weirdest announcement ever uh, to come out of a video game company, if you ask me, uh, League of Legends Esports Manager is coming out. And it's exactly how you, you think it is. It's uh, essentially like any sports manager games like NFL Head Coach or uh, Soccer Manager, whatever those are called. I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I know those, those games exist. Uh, but now you'll get to be able to run your own esports team that plays League of Legends. And I just think it's funny that this is all getting announced, uh, especially when League of Legends played a very big part in the series finale of Ballers uh, last week, uh, two weeks ago, I think now at this point. Um, no, a week ago, a week ago from today. Um, and that that's uh, that's really funny that this is all happening at the same time. Obviously, they're trying to boost their brand and, and get more people interested in, in their game that's been around for 10 years. Jesus Christ, can't believe it's been around that long. I know a lot of people play either play that or Dota, so... Uh, makes sense. But that's all the big stuff that came out of Riot this week. Outer Worlds releases on Friday as well. The new game from Obsidian Entertainment. You know, makers of Knights of the Old Republic 2, Pillars of Eternity. Uh, they were recently purchased by Microsoft, so this news makes kind of sense. Uh, it's getting an Xbox One X enhancements, but it's not getting PS4 Pro enhancements. Granted, this game was in development long before they were purchased by Microsoft. It's a little odd to see uh, a game that's third-party like this only getting half uh, half of the major enhancements. Um, not super surprised, but just still a little a little surprised that, that that's happening. I wonder if uh, something's going on on the back end there. Uh, it's also going to be available in Game Pass if you are a subscriber, so you don't necessarily have to go out and buy the game this this weekend. We've got some new Pokemon news. Uh, first of which is the announcement of some new Gigantamaxing Pokemon. Pre previously announced for Sword and Shield is uh, Gigamaxing, I think it's what it's called. Uh, but Gigantamaxing is actually a feature where it actually changes the Pokemon's appearance to some degree. Uh, and we got a, a lot of uh, Gen 1 changes. Uh, first of which is Fat Pikachu from, from the original days, back when uh, Pikachu was a little thick like the old Pokemon cards. Uh, you'll be able to get that Pikachu if you played Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu on your Switch. Uh, there's also an Eevee version uh, that only you can only get if you played Let's Go Eevee. Also, uh, we got a new Meowth um, that comes uh, 
early buy, essentially. Uh, pretty much every player can get it by January 20th. A amazing-looking fucking Charizard that he gets these, like, flame wings and shit. I guess that's just generic for every Charizard in the game. And then uh, a new Butterfree as well. And they all have special Gigantamax moves that affect the play of the game, essentially. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, Pikachu, Eevee, Butterfree, Charizard, and Meowth. Uh, Meowth looks really cool. He gets this really long, um, like, extended body look. Uh, and uh, kind of interesting looking. But... Let me just pull those up, actually, real quick, just to be sure. Uh, yeah, so they're part of Gigantamaxing Charizard, Butterfree, Pikachu, Meowth, and Eevee. Uh, to go along with the previ previously announced changes for Alcremie, Corviknight, and Dreadnaw. Um, I don't remember if we officially announced that it is Galarian Ponyta that will be joining the game. Uh, it's exclusive to Sword, if I'm not mistaken. Um, uh, the, the, the Pokedex entry says, Galarian Ponyta have been found in a certain forest of Galar region since ancient times. It is said they were exposed to the overflowing life energy of the forest over many gen generations, and this is why their appearance became unique in this region. Galarian Ponyta can absorb the life absorb the life energy of the surrounding atmosphere and store it in its mane. It seems that Ponyta's mane will become more colorful and even emit a smoking glow if there's a lot of energy around. Uh, it is a... It does have a horn. It is a psychic type, so no more flame. And it has like blue and pink like clouds of a mane instead of flames as, as uh, its mane. Uh, no word yet on what Galarian Rapidash looks like though. As we get closer to release, I'm sure that will be shown off to everyone. Uh, we also got an, uh, news that uh, people who are really into to breeding Pokemon uh, to get their max IVs, essentially, have some awesome news to look forward to. Pokemon with max IVs will appear in the wild in the game. Uh, and they will be able to possibly have egg moves. Uh, before egg moves were only uh, available... Um, but through breeding, and now you'll be able to find those Pokemon out, out in the overworld, they will have a yellow aura to them, essentially. Um, and just be on the lookout for that. Oh, uh, just real quick, I, I mislabeled um, Gigamaxing or uh, something. Uh, Gigantamaxing is a variation of what's called Dynamaxing in Sword and Shield. Excuse me. So that's that's the official... Um, official word on that as I uh, continue on here. Uh, next, uh, we got some Switch news. Apparently, Switch has sold about 15 million units total in North America. So I think that includes Mexico, the U.S., and Canada. That's selling pretty well for a system that's about two years old. Um, and that that's all of the Switch models. The Switch Lite this, the, and the original Switch. But... Uh, yeah, that's just a quick hit little there. Um, and final bit of gaming news here before we start moving on and getting ready to go into part two as well. But I uh, got a lot of new details regarding Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, this is through IGN. They got to play the game a little early. Um, so this is this is some, some things. 
Uh, you can collect lightsaber parts and use them to upgrade and enhance your lightsaber. Um, there is some Dark Souls influence, but you can change the difficulty at any time. Uh, you can use your droid companion to scan environments and enemies. Uh, they will come with like a codex entry, essentially. Uh, there are different cosmetic skins uh, for your droid hidden around the game. Uh, also accessories for your hero. Skill points can be found uh, throughout the game uh, or can be attained by playing and, and filling up your meter. Uh, there is some side quests. Uh, I guess you get to have a, a greenhouse on your ship and uh, the side quests in include some of that. Um, you can access planets in-game from a menu, but there is no fast travel. No fast travel. You can also reach uh, higher difficulty maps uh, early in the games if you want a challenge. Um, it's also, uh, I guess you have to navigate everything on foot. Um, you can wander around your ship. Uh, there's also force moves to interact with different objects that will have like a blue tint around them, similar to the Force Awakens. Uh, you can slice off enemies, just not human enemies, which is really dumb. Um, you will have a 3D map. There are Zelda-style puzzles. As you get better in the game, you'll get different force abilities, which will allow you to access different parts of the game. Um, different enemies have certain weaknesses that can be exploited through the force. Uh, a lot of non, a lot of background creatures you'll see throughout the game. Uh, there are, will be some shortcuts, and uh, you can use some different enemies in the overworld uh, to your advantage. They'll attack your enemies. Actually, uh, you can throw your lightsaber. Uh, you can pull people towards you for like an instant kill. There is force push. Uh, I guess Obi-Wan Kenobi will be in the game in some form. Uh, right now it looks like it's going to be some kind of holographic appearance. Um, and there are some unlockable attacks. So look forward to that when Jedi Fallen Order releases on November 15th. But that's it for Fallen Order. Uh, that's it for gaming. And uh, we'll move into some TV stuff here uh, before we split off for our two-part episode extravaganza. <laughs> Just uh, having some fun there. Um, first bit of TV news, we did get a premiere date for Rick and Morty Season 4 along with a new trailer showing off some of the adventures that they'll be going on, including what looks to be like a Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons inspired adventure. Um... Uh, Rick and Morty Season 4 will premiere on the 10th of November. We also got uh, episode titles that they said not to read into too much, uh, as well as uh, announcement that we'll be only getting five episodes to begin with. So only five, nothing crazy just yet. Uh, they're still working on the rest of Season 4, but uh, just five episodes to, to round out the year, essentially. But uh, just to get your theories flowing. Here are the titles for the episodes that are coming. We have Edge of Tomorty, Rick Die Repeat, uh, a pun on Edge of Tomorrow, uh, The Old Man in the Seat, One Crew Over the Crew-Coos Morty, uh, Claw and Hoarder, Special Rick Tim's Morty, 
so off obviously a play on uh, Law and Order SVU, uh, and then the rounding it all out is Rattlestar Ricklactica, <laughs> whatever that might mean. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how those uh, titles play out and how it might affect the overall plan of the season, essentially. November 10th at 11.59 p.m., from my understanding. Uh, I don't think that's going to change in in the time being. Crazy news for fans of The Walking Dead, but the season 10 premiere of The Walking Dead had the series' lowest ratings ever, only bringing about 4 million live viewers, uh, putting it at a 1.5 rating in the key demographic, 18 to 49. So it seems like the TV juggernaut is starting to tumble essentially i'm no surprise there it's it's uh from my from i talking to people i know that watch it they said the show's gotten a little stale so no surprise there and of course it's it's lost a couple of its major stars like andrew lincoln and and things like this we got news that will smith is officially working on a fresh prince spinoff no word on if it's a reboot a remake or a sequel series but it's only in the earliest stages of development right now it's only being worked on it it's not official uh, as in under production, uh, it, it's just scouting things out and, and essentially feeling the waters, if you will. SNL, a couple weeks back, uh, two weeks ago, I think, was two weeks episodes. Two weeks ago, um, David Harbour was hosting, and they did like a little play on Joker, uh, this time doing like a, a hardcore, modern, dark take on Oscar the Grouch from Sesame Street. And I thought it was amazing, and a lot of people want them to actually make it now. I, I don't know if it should be made, per se, because it would be a little too much like Joker and on the nose. Uh, I don't know if it could be made, uh, mainly because I'm pretty sure the Sesame Street Workshop, which is an extension of the Jim, Hem- Jim Henson Workshop, is now owned by Disney, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so I don't know if they do a dark and gritty retelling of Oscar the Grouch. As much as people want it, you can watch what SNL did on YouTube now. Um, speaking of David Harbour, uh, it was announced that se- uh, Stranger Things Season 3 was the most viewed thing on Netflix of all time. Uh, I, I guess uh, they said it was aired by over 64 million households in the first 72 hours, breaking all previous records. Uh, like with uh, Murder Mystery and Bird Box and things like this. Um, But also, David Harbour uh, was on Seth Meyers uh, last week or two weeks ago. Uh, They actually called up the Duffer Brothers to see if uh, if he's still alive. They said they're still working it out. Um, And his, uh, his car was actually spotted on set for season four. So... No word if that's a flashback, if it's confirmed that Hopper's alive or anything like that. Uh, just that he may be back for um, he may be back for season four in some capacity. Uh, Amazon's The Boys has also cast Patton Oswalt in an undisclosed role for season two. Um, that's really cool because Patton Oswalt is a huge comic book fan, and uh, I, I think it's fitting that he be in uh, a great awesome comic book show like The Boys. Um, No release date yet on that, but it is currently filming. Um, 
Netflix's Cowboy Bebop Live adaptation uh, will be now put on hold for about seven to nine months after star John Cho of Harold and Kumar fame suffered a freak accident and uh, really hurt his knee, apparently. So that's going to take a long time to recover, essentially pushing back when that show will actually be released to the public. Um, so if you were holding out hope, you're going to have to wait a, about a year uh, now. Um, sticking with streaming services, it looks like uh, South Park is currently uh, in the middle of a bidding war between streaming services, um, apparently going for up to $500 million. Uh, Hulu's negotiating, Netflix is negotiating, someone, uh, all of them really are trying to get a piece of that sweet, sweet South Park pie. Uh, Square Enix announced that a live act, uh, action adaptation of Final Fantasy XIV is being worked on. Uh, by the same company that actually did the Witcher show. It will not be based on any of the storylines from the massively online multiplayer RPG that is Final Fantasy XIV, uh, but they're tr gonna try and do a new original story uh, set in the same universe, if you will. Um, while they did consider making a Final Fantasy VII show, they ultimately settled on Final F Fantasy XIV as it would allow them to uh, tell the most original story, if you will. Moving on, this last bit of TV news before we cut it in half and, and move on to part two. Um, we got some news regarding the Rogue One TV series for Disney+, Plus, uh, which is the Cassian Andor show. Uh, looks like they're going to be getting the writer of Rogue One. Uh, he's, the writer in particular stepped in to help with the reshoots, uh, and, and things like that, and, and he's actually joined the Cassian Andor show uh, to help move that show along, which makes sense, because he wrote the character on the big screen. He's probably the best person to write the live-action TV show version of him as well. Um, we'll leave it at there for right now for part one. Uh, part two will be posted within the next day or so. Um, I just want to do this this awesome extravaganza two-part mega super-duper episode um, just to cover two weeks worth of news, uh, and I will catch you guys soon in part two.